3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
2: Welcome into the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. A lot going on today. Talking about the ever-exploding scandal at Michigan. (laughs) Now, this one (laughs) doesn't rise maybe to the level of some of our all-time great scandals, Watergate, Deflategate, stuff like that. However, it is one where the question that's left to be answered is what did Jim Harbaugh know? When did he know it, if anything? And if he didn't know anything, well, he should have known because the paper trail of one of the staffers at Michigan traveling to games to scout future opponents was not very hard to locate. He was basically just buying tickets on SeatGeek and StubHub yeah. and using his own name.
4: What did he know? When did he know? You're making it sound like Watergate. This yeah. is Connor Stallions, and I think you need to say the name more. I'm sorry, I, you yeah. do enjoy saying it.
2: <laughs> I do. I, th- awesome this name. dude
4: bought tickets on StubHub and sat there with a camera in the. It, this is the silliest scandal because every team uses these signs just getting watching all 22. There's a million ways to get these signs. Yes. It was a more efficient way, but to me, this is not a sea change strategically. This is not that big of an advantage. I think we're making too much out of it.
2: Listen, it's a rule that appears to be broken. There is the smoking gun. At least it looks like a smoking gun of video evidence of Connor Stallions, the former Marine, is on the sideline with, like, laminated sheets of paper that appear to be the Could be opponents. anything.
4: Could be anything. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, so that's what? It's the breakfast order? It like no, could island, be the Waffle place. House menu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what's really on Andy Reid's call sheet. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think you got you have this evidence. They think that there's more to come. Jim Harbaugh saying that he didn't know anything is not going to hold up very well here. And so then you're just talking about a coach who's lying. And we know what happens when people lie uh, publicly. Then you start to get public opinion and sentiment against you. That's when the snowball starts to happen. And you look back at Harbaugh, who had a uh, self-imposed ban the first three games this season for recruiting violations, a different staffer who was hacking into emails from Schembechler Hall, and now this, and it's like not even a calendar year.
4: I would count on public opinion turning that much against Harbaugh in Michigan. I think there's a lot of people in the public who feel like I do. This is much to do about nothing Yes. Did they probably cheat? Yes. But we all cheat. We all go over 55 miles per hour on the speed limit. This is not a major violation. It feels more like a minor violation. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some public backlash against people calling for Harbaugh's job. Or to, Not that you're doing that, but people take it too extreme. I, I think the court of public opinion is to be determined here. And if Michigan kills Penn State and Ohio State... Then what are you going to say? You, you that can't be because of sign ceiling because at this point the other teams know.
2: Yeah, I know, but if they've been scouting Ohio State and Penn State for the last three years,
4: doesn't matter. Ohio State and Penn State just change the plays. They I, at this point it doesn't what their signs were three years ago can't help Michigan now.
2: I know, but like how many different things do you really have to audible to? I, I don't know if they're creating like dossiers on these teams, which is what I always thought Belichick was doing all those years because Belichick loves to scout other coaches' tendencies that people who have worked for him have have said that all the time, that you're basically creating a file on, like, what does this coach like to do? What's the tendency Damn, at you, this point?
4: A thousand percent should be doing anyway, and a good team would be doing. And, Maggie, you have to change your passwords all the time. Yeah. If I have to keep on changing my passwords to order something on Amazon, <laughs> yeah. then I think Ohio State can change their plays. College football is so silly, the way they do play calling – Obviously, there's a movement now to get uh, communication through the helmet. They're doing it in high school, so they have to start doing that in college.
2: Let's hear from Matt Rule, who is one of those coaches from Nebraska. Carlos, this is uh, cut number 10. Matt Rule talking about the lack of technology in college football is to blame here.
3: That's why they score maybe more points. But it's also why the kids are less prepared. So that's why they should. there should be, 100% should be. We could get rid of all the stupid signs on the sidelines and we could get pictures of you know, rock stars and all that stuff. And we could just play football the way it was meant to be. You go to a high school game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to an NFL game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to the college, there's nothing.
2: Yeah, I, maybe this was created a long time ago because you had haves and have-nots in college football. Like Not everyone would be able to have this kind of technology. It's, it's simpler now. It's not like so advanced having a headset in the helmet is pretty much, you know, par for the course.
4: Right. Well, I think you bring up an interesting point. Just remember this whole rule has something is about sending scouts. In 1994, teams could not afford to send scouts out on the road. If they could, if everybody could afford it, like the NFL, they would have said, go nuts. Of course you could send a scout. This, this, that's why I think the whole thing feels silly. You're telling me Michigan can't have a person in the stadium to watch Ohio State, Penn State.
2: Listen, I won't disagree with you that it might be silly or whatever, but two things. There has been a marked improvement in Michigan since this allegedly started. You can't deny that. Might not be the only reason, but it's definitely happening. And two, it's a rule. It's broken. There's evidence. Now we just need to know whether the coach knew about it. And Harbaugh got in trouble already for lying about something stupid, which was like taking a recruit out to get a hamburger. This, this is much bigger than that. Yeah. And I, listen... I think that he's going to be in trouble here. And I think everything's on the table from missing games to fines to being fired. Like, I just think it's all here right now at this point in the investigation.
4: I got to tell you, if it's the NTA versus Jim Harbaugh, the N T A will never win a public opinion battle. That's the one thing that Harbaugh could get on his side. People do not like the NTA. Can we agree on that? Yeah. They never. No one ever sides with them.
2: No, no. Everyone hates the NCAA because, like, everyone hates bureaucracy. But Jim Harbaugh is also like not a warm and fuzzy character. And I bet other coaches, maybe not in public. But behind the scenes, I bet they negative recruit against them because they all do that. And I bet they're, if it's egregious, like it looks like it, it has been with Michigan, then the other coaches probably want to uh, throw, mm, throw the book at them.
4: But they, we know something else will be happening. Are the other coaches innocent? Like, are you going to get on your, your soapbox if you know that somewhere there's some ticket that was bought by one of your assistants somewhere too? Right. Because if Michigan's doing this, I would hope that other smart teams are doing this as well. I would do it.
2: Of the 36 coaches that EJ counted up that are on the staff, do you know where everyone was at all times? Uh, Okay, it is Wednesday. By the way, you're welcome to weigh in on this Harbaugh stuff. 855-212-4CBS. It is Wednesday, which means we hit the Great Debates.
1: The Great Debate Series.
2: Today, we tackle a big topic with some small people. Today's great debate, the greatest short athletes ever. The greatest undersized, small for their sport, not for society, but for their sport. The greatest small athletes of all time. And I'll tell you who mine is, Perloff, and he's what inspired this great debate series this week. And it's Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve is the greatest small athlete of all time. MVP, two World Series, eight-time All-Star, a gold glove, three-time batting title, ALCS MVP, a silver slugger. Jose Altuve has done it all in Major League Baseball. I know there's cheating scandal around him. He's continued to produce at a high level, including what we were watching in these playoffs. Jose Altuve is not six foot. It's not 5'10 in shoes or whatever. He's 5'6 and 160 pounds. When Ken Rosenthal does an interview with Jose Altuve, they're the same height. And <laughs> Ken Rosenthal is like one of the smallest people in the media. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Not natural, what we're watching with Jose Altuve. He is completely overcompensated for his height. He is the greatest short, small, undersized athlete of all time.
4: I don't think he's even the greatest short baseball player of all time. Who do you got? I mean, uh, this is not my choice, but Joe Morgan has a better case. Joe Morgan is 5'7". The fact that he's taller, but I looked at the list. I think Joe Morgan's pretty good two-time MVP, multiple-time champion. He is 37 on ESPN's list of top 100 players of all time. He's right next to Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax. He's one of the greats of all time. Now, my question is, Altuve is one of the great postseason guys. He doesn't quite get that high on the all-time list, does he? Because he's still playing. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing. He's great in the postseason, and he is probably a little shorter than Joe Morgan. Maybe there's a little bit of a whiff of a little help he got. Does that factor in?
2: I mean, Mm. listen, it's asterisk on everybody with the Astros, but he's... But he he
4: might be the worst of the worst because he wouldn't take his shirt off. I know you think (laughs) that it's ridiculous that he had a buzzer, but that is the lasting image to me of him, even with all these dramatic home runs. For me, this is an easy choice because no one doubts that this guy was the best at his position. Barry Sanders was 5'8 in a sport of giants, and... Maybe you could argue Emmett or Walter Payne or whatever. Nobody was more exciting at running back in the history of the sport than Barry Sanders. Nobody did more with less. Barry Sanders was an anomaly in this sport. He was basically a little bowling ball going through a forest of gigantic defensive players. It was unbelievable to watch. Much more of a highlight player. Obviously a Hall of Famer. I think he's top probably 15 all-time players, where is just a little lower on the list. I got Barry Sanders, and I know you love Barry. Okay,
2: I love Barry, but here's the thing: why I didn't pick Sanders is because at his position, guys can be like 5'8", between 5'8 eight and six foot. You're so running baseball. Back. There are not many second basemen who are five foot six. Per second alum.
4: baseman is the famously short position in baseball. There's short, no like tall
2: second. There's
4: never been a tall second baseman. No, has but it?
2: short is like six one or six, foot, no, not six five, not five. Second six. base.
4: Second base is where the short kid goes. That, everyone knows that.
2: I know, but not when you get to the major leagues. Like even when you're a running back in the NFL, being short can be a positive for you. You're five foot six in baseball at second base. This is there's no way that's a positive. And Jose Altuve is still a Gold Glover, playing great defense at that small stature. Isn't
4: second base always the shortest position on every team?
2: Okay, but not five six.
4: Okay. Yeah. Well, Joe Morgan, second base, five seven. As I think that there are short second bases. Yeah, two in the 150
2: are... years we've been playing baseball. No, there's
4: a lot of short. Ken Ogilberfeld, remember that guy? I Actually, I don't even know no. if he played second <laughs> base. He was a great postseason <laughs> player for the Braves when I was a kid. Okay, Barry Sanders, though, was shorter than all those guys. Emmett was short, but he wasn't Barry Sanders short.
2: I don't know what Emmett was listed He
4: was 5'9", at. and Barry Sanders One was inch. 5'8".
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
4: Hey,
5: this is a game of inches
4: yeah, right we here. We are
2: doing a game of inches because the great debate is the, the best undersized athlete of all time. Uh, EJ, who do you have?
5: Okay, so I think both of you guys are off, off the beaten path because I, I agree. I think you're both arguing the same points. I think with Maggie, there are short baseball players where I'm not sure if that's a disadvantage. Yogi Berra, Joe Morgan, Pudge Rodriguez, Perloff running backs. Okay, we can talk about all the short running backs. I'm going to a sport where being short is a big disadvantage, and that is, of course, basketball. And I'm going with a guy who not only was a good basketball player, but played a different sport and could have maybe been a pro in that sport. I'm going with three-time Slam Dome champion Nate Robinson of <laughs> formerly the New York Knicks and plenty of other teams. This guy scored 40 points in games three times in his career. He's the only Slam dome champion at five foot nine to do it three times. And again, as a freshman at Washington, he started six games at cornerback and had two picks <laughs> and was one of the best defensive players on the team. And in fact, the coaches on that team said that he absolutely tracked to be a future NFL corner. I think when you look at the athleticism, look at the sport he played, look at the fact that he was able to leap tall buildings over a single bound, you got to go with Nate Robinson. I mean, he jumped over Dwight Howard. But if you're going to go with a short
4: slam dunk champion, and I say short slam dunk champion, who's the first person that comes to everyone's mind?
2: Muggsy Spud Webb. Web. I mean, Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Sorry.
4: So he might get boxed out by Spud Webb in this. Spud though, Webb
5: it was another guy I thought about, and Spud's fantastic, but he didn't win three. And, he won one.
4: And, of course, Muggsy. I mean. Yeah,
2: Muggsy Bugs, I feel like, would be the other one. Here's the question, though, about Nate. He does have some bona fides with the slam dunk champions and stuff, but he's not definitely not even close to the Hall of Fame, and he never won anything.
5: Right, but that's but my point though is that I think we're talking about the greatest. I think you're thinking about greatest athletes in terms of like accomplishments. I'm talking about this person is short, yeah. and what is their what is the challenges that they're facing. I mean, I don't think there is as many challenges for Altuve and Sanders for their sports. I think basketball is a sport you have yes. to go to, and if you're going for short athletes, I'm going Nate because of the Slam Dunk Championships. Of course, he was a good NBA player, yeah. and then he could have been an NFL player. We don't. If we're an athlete,
2: then I don't. I don't think it's close. Wait, well, two picks at Washington. I don't know if he's going to be an NFL player, but I get and, your point. And six starts. I get your freshman. point. But he, you also you have. Calvin Murphy at 5'9", who's in the Hall of Fame. He's great. He's got the better career. And I would say, first thing that comes to my mind, if you're like best short NBA player of all time, it's actually Iverson, but he was six foot. So I don't know if that Mm. takes him out of the running. Oh, no. I mean, Iverson's way.
4: That's everything uh, Nate Robinson's 5'9". nine. Mugsy Bogues is five three. Is yeah. he's not quite short enough? Is he? Is he <laughs> no, short? Five
5: nine is is, is it's Michael short. Scottie but I mean, <laughs> what, what
4: was Tiny Archibald? I'm assuming Because he was going to be six,
5: my, Yeah, he was going to be my pick until I looked it up, and I was get like, get out of here. I couldn't believe they listed him at six got, one. How can he get? Okay, he get the name Tiny. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything bad about Tiny Archibald, New York City legend. But I was I think, so surprised
4: by that. Earl
2: Boykins was 5'5"? yeah Boykins, Mugsy Bogues, did, Spud
4: Webb. Those are the short guys. I didn't think Nate Robinson was that short.
2: Well, he's pretty short. Oh, he is. 5'9, you look pretty. I mean, the basketball players are so freakishly tall. I'm I'm fine with him being 5'9. I think that's short enough. My thing about Nate is just great career for sure, but not like again, not even close to the Hall of Fame, never a winner, you know. I that that's that'd be my one negative. Carlos, do you have a short athlete you'd like to nominate? Oh,
3: I didn't hesitate with this one. I'm All right, who am I? I'm 5'5. Five five, I walk into a club and I'm taller than everybody. Here's a hint. The club's in Argentina. Oh, Messi. Mmm, close. Diego Maradona uh, is 5-5. Five, five. 86, ran through everybody in the World Cup. Two goals against England. Hand of God being one of them. The other one, he just dusted the field. Diego Maradona was my pick. Too easy. He's 5'5".
2: Well, Messi's 5'7". It's not like Messi's yeah. that much taller than him.
3: It makes me feel great. I'm 5'10". I always think I'm the average. Like, I, I can stand next to these guys. And I'm like, I'm good. But yeah, no, you're 5'5". And you do it in a sport like that where you can get bodied. Nah, Maradona, hands down. He's
4: yeah. passed, by the way. And hands down is a pun that is unacceptable to British fans. I believe. Sh- <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but how we, Pele and Maradona and Messi, I feel like those three cancel each other out. And we, I thought we well, agreed those no soccer. Well, 5'8",
3: so he's like more like, I, I think of average height for us. I know for athletes, that's pretty short. But Maradona's short for
4: every soccer players are generally short. Hockey players are not tall either.
2: Yeah, they just look taller because of the skates. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, how tall, how tall is Gretzky? Is he listed at six, six feet? Six, six feet
5: is what I saw. Yeah, there's no way that dude's six feet.
4: I but, know, but
2: we, the only thing we have to go on is the official...
5: Well, yes, I, then again, that's why I, I would pick Iverson. I don't think he's six feet. Yeah, down. I don't think he's six
2: feet
4: either. Yeah, well, Iverson, I think got in play in this. Listen, I was six six in high school, and there is no. You guys know me. I'm not six six. At an <laughs> inch and a half, and back <laughs> in the day before the combine started, they added two inches. Uh, Gretzky, I think, gets in play here. He's a very tiny person.
5: No.
4: Yeah, wow, he's not giving me that. Gretzky's not very big. No, Gretzky was way small. He's not big and he was protected by all those big guys. A lot of the hockey scores, Bedard's not that big. How tall is he? If you have a
2: list of great, small athletes, I don't think, does any list have Gretzky? No, you're probably right. Yeah, I don't think so. This is the greatest undersized. Like, the really the tiny guys. 855-2124-CBS. I guess you say women, too, but like, yeah. These gymnasts like They're all super tiny
5: But yeah Simone Biles
2: yeah, I like, think
1: is They're tall. all under yeah. 5
5: feet right? just yeah. The best gymnast ever
2: <laughs> once, once you get to like 5'2 They retire you out of the sport yeah. Same with jockeys Stuff like that
4: Yeah my daughters Were really interested in gymnastics I'm like don't waste your time They're <laughs> yeah. on track to be about 6 feet tall yeah. Not happening uh, Connor Bernard 5'10 Did that get close enough?
2: I still think 5'10 is is a little that,
4: that's a, oh. Too tall Yeah but Nate Robinson You're fine with that He's 5'9 Well because he
2: plays basketball to right. Okay.
4: Play. I have a picture of he
2: blocked Yao Ming's shot. I, I <laughs> have a
4: picture that? of Earl Boykin standing next to Dirk Nowitzki. Now that is short. I think there's another level of short below Nate Robinson. I know. Well,
2: I'll give you the picture of Jose Altuve standing next to Aaron Judge. These are just not the, the same. Yeah, that's, type a, of that's a
5: great people. photo. I, mean, I have a T-shirt uh, that is the, the famous picture of Muggsy Bogues and Manu Bull yeah. when the they were on the Washington Bulls together, and it's a famous picture. And I think there's like literally three or four basketballs are holding in between each other to show how tall. I love so that photo. That's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite T-shirts. I got to wear it maybe tomorrow.
2: 855-2124-CBS. 855-2124-227. So you are welcome to weigh in. It's our great debate series question for this Wednesday. We do this every Wednesday the greatest undersized athlete of all time. Again, I have Jose Altuve, Perloff.
5: Barry Sanders. EJ. Nate, the great Robinson.
2: Carlos.
5: Diego Maradona.
2: Let us know what you think. 855 4 cbs We come on back with a whole lot more, including the only thing left for one superstar to accomplish. We'll get to that in moments. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
4: Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Today's great show debate, which we do almost every Wednesday is who is the greatest short athlete of all time? You can weigh in, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I almost want a mulligan. I picked Barry Sanders, but someone's calling in with a guy I wish I had, I had considered because he's one of my favorite players, a former Eagle running back, former Saint running back. This guy we
0: all
5: love.
2: All right, well, let's go to Adrian in Maryland who wants to weigh in. Good morning, Adrian. How are you?
5: Hey, good morning, guys. Just jumped in my car. Hope I didn't... Uh spoil any surprises i got uh darren Sproles. also got i don't know if anybody said manny pacquiao
2: oh Manny. so here's the i think sproles at five foot six yeah you're right about that i mean this is like deuce vaughn this yeah size and and sproles was was awesome he was such a great change of pace guys just look stupid try, trying we all, to tackle him.
4: that is one player that i think all nfl fans can agree was awesome darren Sproles, he is untoppable uh, but Pacquiao, is it Pacquiao the same size as the guy he's fighting often? Is he so much shorter than the competition? Help me out here on this yeah, it's one. Yeah,
2: he is a little bit undersized. But Pacquiao also fought in eight different weight classes, if I'm not mistaken, or oh. something crazy like right. that. Uh, Adrian, thank you so much for weighing in. I was just trying to look at some of Sproles in terms of his yardage. Like you're never going to get big yard numbers. Like EJ's uh, is Nate Robinson, right? Favorite short athlete. But, like. To me, I'm like, I don't know if Nate had like a robust enough career. And I'm wondering if the same thing is for Sproles. But he was so good. His, yeah. his high was 600 yards rushing. Yeah,
4: he was a week 12 fantasy pickup. He was never going to be the primary guy. Because, he, you know, he's tiny. Yeah,
2: he's five foot six. That's <laughs> exactly 710 receiving yards. So he did have a, like a season with, you know, he had a couple seasons with over 1,000 in terms of both rushing and receiving.
4: You know, on the basketball front... Did Nate Robertson ever make an all-star game?
2: Uh, I'm not sure. I
4: mean, Spud Webb was borderline all-star. I think Spud got close to 20 points a game at one point. He was really good, too. I, I think Spud is your guy for basketball, but yeah, that's five old school. Three.
2: Let's go to Steve is in San Diego, has another short, undersized athlete, greatest of all time. Who do you have, Steve?
1: Well, I was thinking uh, for hockey – What about Theo Fleury? I mean, he was one of the shortest guys that played the game, and he was a huge difference maker. And then I have a bonus. What about Mike Tyson for heavyweight?
4: Mm.
2: Yeah, Tyson wasn't big. Theo Fleury, I'm seeing 5'6". That's
4: amazing. Theo Fleury is (laughs) is. 5'6". I'm blown away by that. That's a good one because he was fantastic.
2: Yeah, obviously won a Stanley Cup, was an all-star, so has the winning part of it, Steve, and also... Has the bonus the individual award with the uh, with the All Star appearance? Uh, let's keep going here. Willie is in Arizona. Good morning, Willie. Hi,
3: good morning.
2: Who do you That's have for so us? Well, Greatest short athlete ever.
3: Oh, you know what? You said Spud Webb. Something pretty close, Mister Mugsy Bogues.
2: Oh yeah, yeah so good, Mugsy Bogues, and is like my childhood. <laughs> it Reminds me, he was such a big like star too because. You know, that he was, uh, there was like ad campaigns around Muggsy Bogues. How could there not be? Um, oh, he
4: had th- I, I'm glad Muggsy had three seasons with double digit scoring. So he was actually a legitimate player, too. He wasn't just an anomaly because he was so short.
2: It's funny. So he is, he's listed at 5'3 just like Spud Webb is listed at 5'3, right? I believe Spud's 5'6. 5'6. Okay. So I, Muggsy Bogues, I believe, is officially the shortest person oh, yeah. to ever play in the NBA. Yes. Okay. That, that should probably give him a I think up.
4: I think the only competition is Earl Boykins. I think he's five four, right? Yeah, I think he was 5'5". Five, five. Um, yeah. Okay, he was 5'5". Five, five, five. Five.
5: So, sorry, one of the things about Muggsy Bowles I love is that, like, I think a lot of people don't know why he was called Muggsy. And people think it's because he was short, but it's actually because playing Baltimore he was such a great defender it's like he was mugging people on the court oh is that why <laughs> And that's why he called him Muggsy and uh, I just it's one of my favorite nicknames in sports as well if you did that kind yeah. of great debate
4: yeah if
2: it, Tyrone Bogues it just doesn't have the same no yeah. Yeah. yeah
5: you guys see the
4: curb your enthusiasm with Muggsy Bogues he has another claim to fame uh all oh, right but you guys haven't seen I've this I've seen this
5: no I love curb. it's
4: a uh well okay this is a <laughs> this is a morning show he has a claim to fame. Let's say that there was a bathroom scene. Yeah. And Larry noticed something about oh, Mugsy Bogues. Well endowed? It, yes, he does not <laughs> exactly fit into that category of the shortest athletes. Oh, so that was the whole oh, theme gosh. that Muggsy Bogues is a short person Bad. who, uh, I, I, as I recall, and I, I heard that, that rumor about Muggsy before, similar to Milton Berle, for example, if anybody knows here, that. Here
5: I was thinking his only acting thing was Space Jam.
2: I know multiple credits under Muggsy Bose. Yeah, for some IMDB. reason, Muggsy
4: Bose ended up in, in Curb Your Enthusiasm, or they were talking about it. But I th- oh, yeah, he was in it. This is, uh, I'm watching this scene. Uh, it's uncomfortable, as you would expect.
2: Maybe that's another great debate. Best athlete a peer cameo on a. Oh, I thought you were talking show. about something else there. No. A great debate.
4: Uh, <laughs> the greatest yeah. athlete at that time. Yeah,
2: go do the reconnaissance work on that one. Uh, I think
4: that's obvious. Nick Foles.
3: We could hire Connor Stallion to do the research.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Sorry, uh, now, that's a place where you definitely cannot bring in video equipment yeah. into the restroom.
2: Thank God. <laughs> it's like the guy was on the floor. 45-yard line. Why is he now in the men's room?
4: Oh, um, no. I'm watching this scene <laughs> on Curve of Your Enthusiasm. Muggsy Bogues is in the middle urinal between Larry David and Richard Lewis, and they're both <laughs> looking down. This is the mo- This is wrong in so many ways.
2: I would say not just Nick Foles, though. Now we're onto a different topic. Yeah. You know, big bleep Nick, but uh, you also have Rich Hill. Yes. Bleep Mountain.
4: Oh, I, I, I don't his know that nickname. one.
2: Anyway, I... there,
4: there was there was an interview two weeks ago with the Eagles, and somebody said, "Which player would you want to change places with?" And Jordan Mylotta <laughs> said Nick Foles, and the whole team started cracking up. And I'm assuming <laughs> it's because
2: he has a statue pearl off. I
4: I I thought that nickname that he had, yes, Nick Foles, that is chanted at Eagles games, was because he had a lot of guts and he was didn't uh he didn't feel pressure. Yeah. But now I'm understanding by the way the Eagles were giggling like it schoolgirls. It was that actually there's another a little bit more f- something that rhymes with Nick. Yeah. We know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know if everyone knows this.
2: I think we all know it. <laughs> it definitely got around.
4: But did you guys think that's because he was a big game player?
2: No. No. Okay <laughs> Maybe after I he so the, naive. S- the Super Bowl I right. guess maybe now we can apply Yeah, the that. guy was at a
4: Super Bowl and had no nerves whatsoever I was like, ah, oh, man You know, the guy's got a set of You know what's on him Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah literally
2: <laughs> Yeah I think, yeah, I think everyone else on the team was being a little more literal.
0: Yeah, I guess they were. <laughs> yeah. I, I think know. the first 12 hours weren't clear, but after that, yeah. when it was going on.
2: I think also you could have just called him, like, Clutch Nick <laughs> if they were really talking about. <laughs> That's That's just how he performs in big moments. <laughs> <laughs> you know, close enough. Uh, Bogus, you got an uh, entry for us?
0: Uh, I think I threw out Muggsy Bogues yesterday. Yeah. There you go. Muggsy Bogues, Spud Webb. All those, those guys came to mind. Short dunkers. I'm all in.
2: Uh, let's go to Bill. He's in Western New York. He's got one for us. Good morning, Bill. Morning, Megs.
1: Um, one that you would have probably appreciated is uh, one that played behind Barry Sanders of Oklahoma State is Thurman Thomas.
2: Yeah, Thurman. It's funny because Perloff picked Barry Sanders as the greatest short athlete ever because he's 5'8". Thurman was 5'10". He was like towering for he a was- running back.
4: He, he was not 5'10".
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're, we have to go on official listings on this for for the sake of this debate. You're right. Thurman Thomas was not No, Thurman
4: was – actually, Barry was behind Thurman. It's not the other way around, right? At Oklahoma State. I think I got the order reversed. Minor thing.
2: Thurman, uh, Bill, thank you so much. And uh, and that's a fun one. Well, but
4: the thing is, the if running you're... Running backs are mostly short. But if you're at the same backfield, the same college, with a guy who's three inches shorter, you can't make the list. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. Barry boxed out Thurman Thomas. And I think he boxed out Edmund Smith, because we could have said Edmund Smith,
0: too.
2: Yeah, I mean... For me, running backs are... They're kind of supposed to be short. Like, I picked Jose Altuve. I know second baseman are the shortest on the diamond. But, like, nobody's 5'6", I guess, except for Joe Morgan, who's 5'7", so he's not even 5'6".
4: I think you need the image to be in this debate. So we need to tweet out the Manupo Muggsy Bogues photo. The Jose Altuve Aaron Judge one. Yeah. And I got one of, on second of Earl Boykins trying to guard Dirk Nowitzki that is just pure magical.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. I think we have another one. Is, was there a Muggsy, not just with the Manu Bowl? That's great. But well, also. There was,
5: there was Nate Robinson blocking Yao Ming's yeah, shot. That one. Which Ooh, is, which put is that on there. incredible. Yes. We, we will have this up there in moments.
2: I also thought Muggsy, didn't he block? He, he guarded Jordan at one point.
5: Yes. Yes. That was the
2: famous. Yeah. Won't say that. That's not politically correct. And uh, yeah, anyway, we are looking for your greatest short or undersized athletes of all time. That's the great debate series this week, 855 212 cbs You can also weigh in on Twitter at Maggie and Pearl, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio and twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio if you want to leave us your nominees. Uh, Andrew Bogus is here with some headlines.
0: Guys, he promised a rager when they made the NLCS. Now that his D-backs have won it, not sure what Tory Lavella got up to last night. Arizona continuing one of the most improbable postseasons by taking games six and seven in Philadelphia to win its first NL pennant since 0-1. Last night's 4-2 victory included three hits, two RBI, two runs scored, two stolen bases from Corbin Carroll, and five scoreless innings from the bullpen Evan Longori is happy. You now know he is still playing professional baseball. <laughs>
4: Nobody believed
0: that we
3: could do what we did. You know, when we got into the playoffs, it was like, ah, oh, it was a
0: charity case. You know, like, nobody's, you know, believing we can do what we did. You know, we beat the Brewers. Like, we, we advanced past the Dodgers. He mentioned the Brewers. According to CBS Sports, the Brew Crew has lost nine postseason series. And now all nine teams to have beaten them have gone on to then reach the World series. Oh wow. The D-backs joined in the 2021 Braves, the 2020 Dodgers, the 19 Nationals, the 18 Dodgers most recently, uh, and in that mm. World Series they'll face the Rangers game 1 in Texas on Friday night. The Phillies meanwhile seemed invincible until Monday. Kyle Schwarber part of a top third of the lineup that went 1 for 11 in game 7. Just seemed like we, we you know we couldn't find a Find the hit, find the hole. So now we're doing baseball, sexual innuendo. (laughs) Uh, The Lakers (laughs) began their season by falling into an 18-point hole in Denver. Darvin Ham's team got as close as three before losing 119-107.
5: It's always difficult when you're trying to fight uphill. Um, They came out. They were scorching there for a second. uh, Made some big shots uh, and some key moments. And obviously, you know, they're riding off their championship high.
0: The Nuggets got their rings, raised their banner pregame, then again won by 12. LeBron played just 29 minutes in this one, scoring 21. Then the Suns beat the Warriors in San Francisco 108 104. Devin Booker began his season with 32 points and eight assists. The Titans reportedly prepping Will Levis to start Sunday against the Falcons because of Ryan Tannehill's high ankle sprain. Mike Vrabel said yesterday that Levis and Malik Willis would play if Tannehill was out. That four game suspension is now two games for Broncos safety Kareem Jackson thanks to an appeal. His ejection on Sunday, his second of the season for an illegal hit. And the Rams cut kicker Brett Maher yesterday after he missed two field goals and a PAT in Sunday's seven-point loss to the Steelers. On ice last night, the Avalanche, 7-4 winners at the Islanders. Their 6-0 start ties the best start in their Colorado history, and this is their record-setting 15th consecutive regular season road win. And this a football-only move Army joining the AAC Next season, according to multiple reports this morning. Guys, back to you.
2: Andrew Bogus, thank you. Yes.
0: I'm getting some tweets here
4: on this topic. Yeah. You didn't bring up Doug Flutie, former Buffalo Bill. So
2: in the chat, Doug Flutie from PR. Now, Doug's 5'10, but yes, he, but it's, for it's, a quarterback, it's incredibly yeah. short. Right.
4: You got to compare to other quarterbacks. Definitely. I, I think, mean, Bryce Young is also 5'10, but he's not great yet. Uh, What's Jalen Hurts? He's, I think, listed at 6'2 and he's probably about six feet. Okay.
2: Uh, some more coming in from the chat. Yogi Berra, multiple people had Yogi, uh, 10 world series, obviously and three you,
4: time MVP, which you, is amazing.
2: You worked with Yogi.
4: Yeah. Yogi is tiny, but Yogi, I, I knew Yogi later. I was with the yes network, the Yanks network. He was a little hunched over. He is short, but he's a physical specimen. He at 80. He, he could have beat me up three times <laughs> over. Well,
2: I mean, you know, bars low. Yeah, uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> How, what was he listed as? 57 five, five,
4: Oh, 5'7". Wow. Five, five. Okay.
2: The internet says 5'8". Um, we also had Wes Welker.
4: Yep, Welker's a good okay. one.
2: Welker in the chat. By
4: posi- It's another one, by position, yep. because I think if you're a short cornerback, that's one thing, but wide receivers are often tall.
2: I know, but I guess that's where I think of. I mean, it's Sproles kind of did it all. He could be, he was more of a running back, obviously, but oh. could could catch the ball, too. David Eckstein is another one that all came right. in from Pine Needle in uh,
0: YouTube. I got Marty San Luis from hockey. Yep. Tiny guy. He scored yeah. a ton of goals.
4: Did you know Theo Fleury was only 5'6"?
0: He, he's that short? That's what he, we, yeah. the,
2: according to the internet, he is that short. Wow, I was
0: definitely in Ranger locker rooms with him, and I don't remember him being shorter than me. Hmm. But, all right, Let's I'll pick take up it. up that
2: name you just dropped. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, Jack eh. is in Seattle. Good morning, Jack. How are you?
1: Hey, good morning, you guys. Hey, a great conversation this morning. I think it's Allen Iverson is the greatest small athlete, um, and it's not even close. Um, if we wanted to go football, I'd say Russell Wilson, who's still playing, and also Dante Hall the x-factor oh. um those were some great athletes right there but alan iverson is definitely the greatest undersized athlete that we've
2: saw jack thank you you know we we appreciate that he gave us something here we had not thought about dante hall five eight. okay um,
4: five eight. i mean there is no more exciting player in the history uh, of <laughs> what was it i thought like they was a joystick or what the x-factor what
2: was it the, I thought it was the joystick. Yeah, theory, human, human joystick. joystick. Human joystick. Right.
4: Oh, it's, I'm looking on Wikipedia. It's both X Factor and human joystick.
2: Um, you also, so we did talk about Alan Iverson. He's listed at six foot. So, yeah. you know, compared to Muggsy Bogues or compared to Spud Webb uh, or compared to Nate Robinson, who EJ had, he's obviously taller, but of course Iverson. Like, but he, he's an MVP.
4: I don't think that's unusually short because Isaiah Thomas probably was around then. There's a lot of great guards in history who are right around 5'11", 6 feet.
2: Yeah, the other Isaiah Thomas was shorter.
4: Yeah, yeah, he was 5'9".
2: Didn't have the Hall of Fame
4: Yeah, Zeke was listed at 6'1", here. He was probably about the same size as Allen Iverson. I think think he got to be below 5'10 to make this cut. I think 5'10 seems to be our cutoff.
2: Yeah. Six foot sounds like at least you're six foot.
5: <laughs> yeah, six foot's sure.
4: Like if sure Bryce
2: me. Young was six foot, we wouldn't have talked about his height. I mean, yeah. every
5: five nine guy on a dating app is making sure they're six foot. <laughs> yeah. So clearly there's some kind of value in
0: it. No, as a five nine guy, I go to five ten. That's as far <laughs> as I can round up. What is average? Five ten? I actually think it might be
2: I think it's shorter. Si- really? The average man in America or I actually, a man in the I, world? I believe
0: it's five eight. That's yeah. the, that's is what came really? to head. Okay. Wow. I thought I was under. No, you'd never. I would never right. say. Oh, here
4: comes Bogus. You see that short guy? You're not short at all.
0: Yeah, I just thought I was underneath the average. Yeah,
5: according to Medicine Net, which I don't know where they're saying twenty age of twenty to thirty nine, average is roughly five nine. Okay. All
2: right. Run on the nose. It's funny. It doesn't work that way for women on the dating apps. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't round up and be like, guys, I'm five ten.
5: My <laughs> girlfriend was convinced that I, I was completely lying when I put my height on there.
4: What? Are you, wait, wait. I don't. Let's guess EJ's height. Six feet.
5: Yeah, I'd go that, even that, six. That's true, all your guesses. Well,
2: May- can I conclude your hair?
5: Uh, I didn't have hair. I didn't have this hair back then okay. when I met her.
2: I was gonna say you're adding an inch. Yeah, that's a good. You got some good height. I'd say six, six one.
5: Yeah, mm. I'm five eleven. Oh. But I put five eleven on my dating app and when my girlfriend was showing, you know, this to other Yeah, but she women, was vetting you to right. everyone she their, knows. They were doing their research. <laughs> yes. She was like, There's no way this guy is five is five because who who puts why wouldn't you just put six feet? Like yeah, he's right. definitely five six. And Yeah, that's what I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. So when I when I met her, the first thing <laughs> she said and what she thought in her head was like, Oh, he's like tall. Like And it's I'm a not ta- I'm start start not off. tall, but like it, apparently that's the thing that all men lie badly yeah. on the dating apps so on how tall they are.
4: Okay. But in sports, it's always been like that too. If you see someone before they had like actual measurements to the combine, everybody had two inches above You would just assume you're two inches shorter than your list. Weight. Wait,
2: can I take one step further? Before dating apps, before you had the internet at the palm of your hand, guys used to not just lie about their height. I knew a guy in college who used to lie that he was went to the NBA. Or was like oh. playing high-level basketball <laughs> I, and would trick women to this. Now, like, he was pretty good looking, so maybe you just kind of go with it. But he, you could really pull some lies. So, light so I had him.
5: a story about that, too. So I had a, a friend, I'll say a friend, who went to me and said, Hey, who's this guy? And there was a name. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. She's like, well, I know you're a big sports fan. He says he plays in the NBA. Yeah. And I was like, I know almost every guy in the NBA. I'd never heard of him. And then I went and did research. So he was a player who played for like the G League. Right. But never like and he may have actually been on the the team's roster. I'm not gonna say the team, but he never actually got in a game. Does that count as being like yes. telling people yeah. you're in the game? You
2: can tell someone you're in the No, this yeah. guy was like not even close. He yeah. played Division Three basketball and was trying to tell but, people I mean, when at I say bar this guy that was he was in the NBA. NBA. It was
5: like a ten-day contract. It yeah. was not. It is not like a guy who was on the roster yeah. for a long time.
4: She didn't walk up and say, "Hey, this guy's name is Yusuf Nurkic. Is he in the NBA?" <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, I feel like I
5: feel like was, I feel like you could say you're a pro, a pro basketball player. I think you could say you're. I'm an NBA player, and you're not currently in the NBA. And the only you never stopped on an NBA court.
2: Nah, uh, your key card works again in the building. I think you're. Yeah, I think yeah. You
4: I mean, listen, I've we've all stretched the truth <laughs> a lot farther <laughs> than that.
3: That is true.
2: You used to be able to lie big time on dates and stuff. Not yeah, so I Call those people.
4: weekdays,
3: <laughs>
2: Carlos. Eight five five two one two four CBS Bogus, Thank you so much. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. So keep them coming. Uh, our great debate series, greatest short or undersized athletes of all time. Coming up, uh, we do have the one player who deserves to win the Heisman, and we'll give you a hint, not a quarterback. Get to that in a minute. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: All right, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Man, we're having a lot of fun debating the greatest short athlete of all time. There's so many good nominations. Everyone, I'm like, oh, I should have thought of that guy. Yes, yeah,
2: so what we decided to include in terms of our show, I went with Jose Altuve.
5: Barry Sanders. Nate the Great Robinson.
2: And Carlos went with Diego Maradona. He's just a little busy there, hitting hitting the buttons and stuff for us. Uh, Andrew Bogish went with Muggsy Bogues, Spud Web yep. kind of combo poo-poo platter.
4: Yeah, they seem connected. I, I'll <laughs> accept that answer.
2: Let's go to the phones. Josh is in Toronto. He's got a good one. Hey, Josh, how are you?
5: Hey, good. How are you?
2: Fantastic. Who's your undersized short athlete?
5: Yeah, I think you got to go with uh, Lionel Messi. I think you know, when we talk about sports, I don't think you can be the greatest of all time and be short in basketball or football, but I think in soccer you can, and I think you gotta go with with him. And I think he was so short he had to take like medicine as a kid because they thought he was like not gonna grow at all.
2: Yeah, mm. I've heard that before, Josh. Thank you. And and Messi standing at five foot seven. The story with Messi is that yeah, when he was a kid, mm. that he had to take all these like vita like vitamins plus uh, like, uh,
4: maybe hormones or something to uh, help yeah. him grow. Yeah, we know a kid like that in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, it's very sad. But it actually worked out okay for Messi. Because I think Messi does have one distinction here. Maybe Barry Sanders gets into this conversation. He's a GOAT. I mean, yes. there's we're talking about Jose Altuve, great player. We're talking about Joe Morgan and Nate Robinson. Those guys aren't messy.
2: Right, right. When you are the greatest of your sport and you're also understized, you're it's, right about it's that. It's a
4: pretty
0: good argument.
2: It puts them in a different stratosphere. Timothy is in Michigan. Good morning, Timothy.
0: Good morning, and my choice is the legendary Eddie
2: Goodell. Okay, so do you want to explain this one? Because this is definitely not a household name.
0: Oh land sakes! I thought everybody knew him in 1951. <laughs> Bill Veck, in order to bring in more folks to watch his awful team, Eddie uh, Goodell was three foot seven. Yep. pinch oh, game against the uh, Detroit Tigers. Walked and walked right into the legendary status.
2: He had one at bat. He got I knew. Walked. I
0: knew who that guy was. Okay.
2: So this was yes, yeah, St. Louis Browns, I believe. He was three foot seven, as Timothy said. Timothy, thank you for the call, and also sixty pounds. Um, and oh. he came in, and it was like a publicity stunt.
4: Sorry, right, jockeys ruled out.
2: Yeah, jockeys. It's like in gymnasts. Yeah, you're supposed. You have to be short. That's the competitive advantage. We're talking about what would seem like a competitive disadvantage.
4: I was thinking about quarterbacks, by the way. Kyler Murray's listed at
2: 5'10". Yeah, Doug Flutie was
4: 5'10". Russell Wilson was another one they said. Yeah, I think he's maybe a quarter-inch taller. Uh, We're really do we, getting
2: down to the nitty gritty. By the way,
4: next week, uh, do we do athletes with small hands? Because I was looking at Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Pickett. Pickett. <laughs> Does Kenny Pickett count in some weird way in this?
2: Is there anyone else we put on the list? Who else has small hands?
4: Well, I, you know, the reason I said that, Kyler Murray is 5'10", but he has 9.5. He's famously huge hands. Yep. Yogi Berra had famously huge hands. Yep. So you can make up for it. Muggsy Bogues had famously huge uh, <laughs> yeah. ego.
2: Yeah, that, that's next week's uh, great debate series. Uh, yeah. Um,
4: but if you Which are that short, true. I mean, the funny thing is to make it to be 5'7 and make it in the pros, you have to be so skilled.
2: Yeah, it's, I think this is why we like this topic because it's really like an homage yeah. to people who are just uh, probably, how many times are you told you're too short, you're too short? And that's why I'm watching Jose Altuve now. It's not, you know, they're not going to the World Series. So this, but he has uh, done so much. I know the cheating scandal is there, but like he is, when, when when he's as tall as Ken Rosenthal doing the interview i'm like this is nuts
4: i i, I watch different angles of his home runs and i still can't believe someone that short can generate that much power
2: you know how like in little league when the kids are batting like the bat is like so big it looks like a labor
4: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: almost like a two it's not like that cuz he's obviously so strong but it's like the bat is like his whole body.
4: It's still tough to celebrate Jose Altuve, and you know what I'm talking about.
2: I do. I know the the garbage cans, the MVP that probably should have gone to Aaron Judge in 2017. I know, but it's a great short athlete,
4: and uh, he's the, going to the Hall of Fame. Protecting that tattoo by not <laughs> taking his uh, getting his shirt ripped off. Hmm.
2: Guys, there wasn't a buzzer under there. We know about it by now. There is definitely a buzzer. (laughs) Somebody would have told us by now. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right, coming up, got a lot more to do from college football. Is the best team in college football now coming with an asterisk.